Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. We have a special edition this week uh, regarding rugby played on American shores. And what better place to play on an American shore than in Rugby Town, USA? It's not that I never left, baby, so don't call it a comeback. But, Steve Lewis, you and I were out there for the Rugby Town Sevens, and it was pretty effing good. Yeah, it's comfortably, you know, the best domestic tournament of uh, sevens held in this country. Uh, followed on the week before was the club nationals. But when you get to rugby town, you know, obviously you have a couple of international sides this year. South Africa and Germany were there. You have some superior invitational sides, um, you know, the jesters who I was fortunate to be invited along with. The rambling jesters. The rambling jesters from David Barry's crew and the old Zen master Yoda himself, Dave Mob Smith, who actually did most of the coaching. Um, so that was a great experience for me personally. But But just to finish the point, the general standard of the competition was up. Most of the other invitational sites, as you saw, um, probably had four or five MLR guys in, in their teams. And so the whole thing was, in my opinion, not just one notch up, but probably two notches up in terms of quality. So it was fantastic to get back out there. It was like a family reunion. Sevens community isn't huge. And it was just to see, fantastic to see good quality sevens on American soil at Glendale. Yeah, we had the Houston Sabercats there entered, basically. You had... You know, at first, because you just came, we just some of us just came from the National Club Sevens were there and we're seeing some of the same guys and it's all like one big rugby match. And you're seeing these names and you're like, isn't that the guy from the M? And then it's all dawning on you that, yeah, hey, hello, these are MLR players playing in this tournament. We had three free jacks playing with the Jesters, you know, Dougie Fife, Scotsman, um, Mitch Wilson and Jackson Thebes. You had four or five Goltinis with the SoCal Griffins. You had some Seattle guys with Oregon. Um, just everything was sprinkled around, you know. So, so there definitely was, a, as I said, an uptick in quality. And before we go any further, the biggest news out of the tournament is that Scott Lavala, the USA rugby legend and army hero, is okay. He was playing sevens. He's a large man, had an injury, had to be carted off uh, in a silent stadium and surgery and all is good i i got a couple i've been playing uh voicemail tag and text tag with him but he is good and that is the best news out of that tournament but getting back to the rugby steven your jesters were able to come in third in this in midst of very stiff competition that you mentioned yeah so we uh we were drawn with germany who are actually a world series team so they're full-time professionals um so we had them in pool play and we lost to them we then went into the semis with a tough game against Army, physical game. And as you mentioned, very happy to hear about Scott Lavala. That was in that game. Um, we then came up against South Africa in the semis and we didn't get it right. They beat us fair and square. But fortunately, we, got, we were able to get our revenge on the Germans in the third, fourth place. So the Jesters finished third. Five and two record with only the only two losses being to World Series teams, South Africa and Germany. So that, that's a good return for an invitational side who don't play together, who don't practice together. So aside from coaching sevens and being the the uh, rugby sevens guru that you are here in America, you also are the general manager of Rugby New York, the MLR team out of New York City here. Where do you see the MLR going down the road with sevens? Yeah, I think it's a very interesting question. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, a couple of teams involved, some other MLR owners there, myself, some other MLR, you know, officials, executives. So I think um, it's a natural extension, right? It's an extension of your business. It's complementary. 
Uh, I see it as almost inevitable that MLR will have some form of sevens tournament or circuit. Um, I think MLR has the brands. Some of the MLR teams have existing stadia where they're looking for events. They have fan bases. And in addition, and most importantly, they have the major asset that any tournament wants, which is the players. So not speaking officially for any team or any league, um, but it makes absolutely perfect sense to me and many others within MLR. And I would imagine this idea will pick up steam. And you've got the PR sevens, the premier rugby sevens. That's with Owen Scannell. He's got Mike Tolkien, the former USA rugby 15s coach heading the operations there. Do you think there might be some synergy? Yeah. Well, you, you know, they're first movers, right? So credit to them. They're, they're getting it. Um, getting it done. So they're playing a one-off tournament in Memphis, October 9th, I believe. Uh, and so to me, any sevens is good. I'm all for it. I'm happy for players to get a little extra cash, quality sevens being played. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I'm not involved in it. I know some of the coaches. I know quite a lot of the players have been approached. But um, but yeah, that's, that's happening. So good luck to them. All right, just hold that thought one second. We got to take a quick break. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer's Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. Crossing over to the crossovers. We had a couple of good players that Gary Gold was actually checking out from that crossover program. And he actually said it was okay for me to mention them, Sean Clark and David Still. What did you see in the crossover program? Yeah, I think it's a terrific idea. You know, it's been a great pivot by Glendale um, in terms of what they're trying to do in terms of rugby. I think there's a place for it. I think I observed one of the practices. Obviously, I know the coaches pretty well and their organization pretty well. Um, there were some interesting pieces of humanity out there on the field. Um, so I, I think it's pretty exciting what they're going to what they're going to come up with in the next couple of years. I think it's an interesting model. Yeah, we're going to do a whole segment on that. I got Mark Bullock uh, coming on. He is the director of that program and the head coach, I believe, of the XOs and maybe a couple, two, three other players or just one and a player or two. Uh, so we'll, we'll that'll be an entirely different segment. But. Rugby Town never went away. It's not a it's not a comeback, but it's sure good to see everybody going back after the COVID and seeing the whole gang out there, right? It is like a family reunion, right? It's the first big tournament in American rugby. Um, obviously, we've had MLR playing, but this is the first time you've had everyone back in one place. Seven's a different vibe, obviously. Uh, you're sharing a hotel with different teams. You're seeing, for me, seeing guys I've coached previous teams popping up left, right, and center. And the quality of the rugby was pretty damn good. You know, if, uh, you know, for Mike Friday looking on from afar, this had to be a breath of fresh air because 
Um, with, with all due respect to the club nationals the week before, this was a, a pretty significant step up in quality, a couple of notches up, in my opinion. Yeah, there was world-class players. The spring box, I mean, were there. So that Or the blitz box were there. So, uh, And, you know, just to leave this on a cliffhanger, Steve, for the audience, we do have another one of those players, and it's not a, it's not a crossover, but it's a segue back to the first pick in the MLR draft is going to be on the program, and he was playing out there and raising some eyebrows. Yes, well, he, he was originally picked for the Justice, um, and then Colton Carriaga, Brendan Keane, who, who run the US Under-23 program, um, expressed interest in him, and, and, and David Barry felt, and I feel, and quite rightly, that you know, any chance you get to represent your country probably comes first. So David was more than happy to release him to the uh, under-23 team. And Eric, uh, I mean, Eric's pretty well known. I mean, he, he actually played for Old Blue the week before. So I'm, I'm very, I am personally very uh, familiar with his talent, shall we say. And uh, good luck to him on that first round draft choice that uh, Dallas, you know, uh, took him up on. Eric Naposky, we're talking about. And uh, we're, eager, we're eager to see him on the program and looking forward to that. But on that note, Stephen, any final thoughts? Go, go yeah, ahead. I mean, actually the timing was interesting because the MLR draft was, was in the middle of the week during rugby time. Yeah. Most of these kids were there, right? The um, sort of top prospects that most people knew were going to be in top five, oh, Albert Naposky, uh, Chase Shaw Haskin, who New York, who we took with our number six pick. So they were all there. There was, there was definitely excitement. Um, I think this MLR draft, has got something. It's uniquely American. It's got a unique place in American sporting culture and psyche. So I think it's going to work. Uh, in some ways, it would have been interesting if it had been just after the tournament. So a lot of these players could showcase their their talent, you know, um, over the weekend. And then, one last time. Or maybe, maybe, maybe they do the draft live Sunday night from Glendale. What an idea that would be. They certainly have the production capability. And uh, just a, gr- a great venue. But the draft, it, it was good. It was exciting. And you could see the level of excitement both amongst the players and interest from coaches and, uh, and fans and everyone. I think this MLR draft is, is going to go is going big. It's a, it's a natural thing in this country. It's, and, you know, people are knocking the first couple of them. But you got to start someplace. And this is they've, – they've gone very well, actually. And you've got some players that have made an impact in the league. All right, but Steve, we are out of time. So final thought, anything? I love sevens. All right, and that shirt makes your eyes pop. On behalf of Mr. Steve Lewis, I'm Matt McCarthy. Be sure to tune in for our crossover segment and our interview with the number one pick in Major League Rugby. And in the meantime, check out our other segments, including The Rugby Odds, featuring WWE Hall of Famer John Bradshaw Layfield, the world's best sports better ever in the Philly Godfather, and Rugby's Gift, Gift A. Bailu, our Major League Rugby show. Martial Law, The Zack Attack, and please sign up for our Rugby Wrap-Up Red Cross Blood Donor Team. 